This is CliffCentral.com. I'm Liesl Tom, and this is Beyond Ears and Eyes on Cliff Central. Of course, as always, with me in studio is Duncan Mabasu. I was scolded last week. Hello, Duncan. And then the fabulous Shemaine Harris. Thank you, thank you, thank you for introducing me as fabulous. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, this is Cliff Central, Beyond Ears and Eyes. Also, remember, you can contact us during the show, um, our twi- Twitter handle, at cliffcentral.com. Um, you can also do the WeChat bit, and that's Cliff Central. And then our number is 861 Um And uh, our guest is very interesting. So maybe you want to just, you know... Um, Get that Twitter handle again because that seems to be the fastest you can get through at cliffcentral.com. Ask questions during the show. We've got a whole three quarters of an hour to go through. And um, yeah, Liesl, you can go, baby. Our guest today is Reiki master and kinesiology practitioner Mary Ann Forder. But Mary Ann, you do far more than just those two things. So let's start. Uh, I almost want to burst into song. Let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. What is Reiki? Okay, Reiki. I I use Reiki in everything I do just as a, because it all it is, is a universal life force energy. That is what Reiki is. And when we become Reiki practitioners, the attunements, all they do is they clear out um, and purify our chakras so that the energy can flow better then we become better conduits for reiki that's all reiki practitioners do is we are conduits to um help other people we we run the energy through us to the other person so that that person can use it to heal now it is not the reiki practitioners um Decision where the Reiki goes or what it does. I can put my hands on a certain place, but the body of the other person will take that energy and use it as it needs. It is not my choice. All I do is offer it. I do want you to please just clarify as much as possible what you mean by a chakra. What is a chakra? Because, I mean, we hear it. All the time, time. but do we really know what we're talking about when we're talking about one's chakras? Well, some people do and some people don't, I guess. So um, chakras, there are many, many chakras. The main chakras, there's seven of them. We start with the base chakra, then we go to the sacral, then the solar plexus, then the heart, throat, forehead, and crown. And then um, they also say that the um, aura is the eighth chakra, those are the main chakras. They run in line with our endocrine system, and they are energetic bodies. If any of those are blocked, it really does confuse our lives. Um, I see people that are really, for example, that are not grounded, that want to commit suicide. They do all sorts of weird things. And you, the first thing you see is that their base chakra is blocked. So you need to clear that, open that for them, and it really does make a huge difference to how they operate after that. How do you see that? Well, um, with kinesiology or with my pendulum. Or how would uh, the person who's not you be able to identify it and go like, oh, my 
I don't know, heart chakra is blocked? You know, for example, if your throat chakra is blocked, people get thyroid problems, they get cancer in their throat, they do all sorts of things, and they battle to speak. So there are clues to each of the chakras of, of things that are going on. As I say, the base chakra, you will feel completely disconnected from life if your base chakra is blocked. But I don't know that you, you can go onto the, the Internet and look it up and they'll tell you which chakras do what. But I don't know how close you come. And they do give you balances you can do yourself. But, you know, if I, for example, do a balance on chakras, it takes me probably 10 minutes and the person walks away feeling like a different person. So there are more efficient and less efficient ways of dealing with it. Can you see uh, when you look at a person whether they have a blocked chakra just by their behavior or, or which chakra is blocked just by their behavior? I would suspect, but I would never assume. You know, this is one thing with the work I do is that my own opinion is so not relevant. Hmm. I need to ask what is. If I start thinking I know, I will definitely mess it up. And when you ask, who do you ask? I ask the greater consciousness. Okay. Do you have to be religious in order to to use Reiki, in order to be able to access these chakras? No, it really doesn't have anything to do with religion. It has to do with consciousness. Okay, so so you said there are seven chakras? Yes. Um, can you quickly run us through what each of them represent? I can. I've actually got a short little note here because there's so much, you know. There's so much. But let's just do a very quick one. Mm. So the base of the root chakra, they say here, the central theme is stability, the will to live, self-preservation, a sense of trust and security and groundedness. Then we go to the sacral chakra. The central theme is sexuality, sensuality, fertility, and creative life energy. The navel chakra, willpower, self-confidence, personality, self-development, self-control, feelings, sensitivity, power, and forcefulness. This one I see blocked a lot. I think the navel, the navel chakra, a lot. Yeah, um, you know, talking about the base chakra, I don't see that one blocked so often. Forehead chakra very often. Um, crown chakra very often and, and the navel or, or Why or do you think that is? I think that if you look at these um, these themes, willpower self-confidence, personality, self-development self-control, it all has to do with living doesn't it? And so many people have such a hard time getting through that mm. Yeah so yeah. I think that you know life does knocks that one for you So it's 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 not the it's if there's a blockage in a chakra, is that, I almost want to ask, is that a weakness on the person's side or is that life that happens and, and somehow hurt the person? I think it's life that happens and then it's how each person lives through their own filters that affects different people in different ways because mm -hmm. we all see things differently. Mm -mm. And it's also great if you have someone who can help you see them in a more positive way because, um, you know, it's easy to say, yeah, it's, it's how you see it and how you filter it. And, but if someone comes along, like Liesl is my best bud, if she comes along and she just helps me, just that little nudge. So it's often, you just need someone there, you yes. know, to say, okay, it's not that bad. Let's just rewind and look at it in a different mm -hmm. way. Then you can kind of almost change your perspective just knowing that, you know, there's someone else that sees it differently. Well, mm. with the kinesiology work that I do, we'll go on with these chakras in a minute. Um, 
what I do is I find limiting beliefs and fears that are attached to blocked chakras. Mm. And I have found that by just clearing those, it makes the most startling difference to the person and how they can cope with things. That's what opens them. I, you know what? I am so feeling what you're saying here now because we're going through this whole manifestation thing where you go, oh, you just have to uh, be positive and oh, just believe, darling. Just, it'll all you, come true. <laughs> you know, just go with your gut. And, and then now you are telling us that, yeah, but you might need some extra assistance in the form of clearing energy uh, uh, spots. Well, I've, in my own experience, I don't think that just positive beliefs will, will, will change anything. Mm-hmm. There has to be a little bit more. You've got to buy into it a bit deeper than just rattling off a few mantras. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really, go, it goes much, much deeper than that. And, you know, um, I often have people who come to me after being to, well, Robin, you know, I can mention people's names. Yeah. And to Robin Banks, um, Workshops and they are brilliant, but he gives you so much more depth into becoming this positive person and how to get rid of the negatives and how to build the positives. He's brilliant. Um, but we still see a lot of guys coming from there because we're very fortunate to have, we talk to them, we talk through them as well. You know, we're there when, when he does some of the presentations. And a lot of those guys find that they they want to build these positives and they're doing all this work, but there's still something holding them back. And when we have a look, we find negative limiting beliefs that are stuck mm-hmm. and we clear them and it really does set them free. Okay. Let's carry on and finish the chakras the ch- and then, then we can take it one step further. All and right. then I'm going to give another ident just after the chakras. All right, so the chakras. The next one is the throat chakra. So here we have communication, verbal ability, inspiration, truthfulness, intelligence, synthesis, creativity, and musical talent. Then we go to the forehead chakra. There it is intuition, wisdom, realization, awareness, fantasy, power of imagination, and self-knowledge. And the main, the, 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 to me, the big chakra, because I can't, I've not, in my experience, found that the crown chakra is ever open if there are others blocked. Somehow they seem to be connected and other people might have a different view, but this is what I found. And the crown chakra is right at the top. Right at the top. Yeah. Um, So the central, the central theme there is spirituality, experience of higher planes, knowledge of God, enlightenment, self-realization and cosmic consciousness. Hmm. So those are the main chakras and more or less what they cover. And do they all work on each other, in other words, yes. you, because you just said if, if one of your other chakras are blocked, your crown chakra will not be open. So if one of my lower chakras is blocked, does that mean that everything above it is blocked? Not necessarily, no. Um, they actually work, um, I'll tell you now, the root chakra and the crown work together. The sacral chakra and the forehead chakra work together. The navel and the throat chakra work together. And then the heart chakra is at the center of it. So, so when we talk about blockages, what, I mean, we, we use this word and, and I'm, I'm having a conversation about blockages, but what is it? They're energy blockages. They're beliefs that we get stuck with that we don't know how to get past. Hurts and, you know, that we also don't hurts, know how to hurts, get through. Yes, hurts are, create beliefs mm-hmm. or they create emotional charges. And when those are stuck, they're stuck. 
And if you, you know, very often we don't even know what we are believing that is holding us back. We haven't, you, you know that you don't know how to make money, but you have no idea why you believe that. And that is not the, 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 um, original belief. The original limiting belief sits much further down than that, much younger in your life. And it's, it could even come from a generational thing, from, from your parents. So a DNA thing. Yeah. It's, it, if we, if we have genetic, genetics that cause us to believe things, it holds us. Mm-hmm. Those can also be cleared. What about past lives? Oh, yes. Past lives. Those are my mm-hmm. favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love so, them. so you carry <laughs> memories from a past life and you still go through it. So yes. you need to work through it. Yes. But how come we do not go to people who can actually assist us? Why are people who can assist us so quiet uh, about being able to help? I think that... Mm, Okay, now we're going to go to levels of consciousness. Right, go there. All right. So, because to me that is my explanation. All right. Before you do that, let me just uh, say again: this is Marianne Forder, and you are on Cliff Central Beyond Ears and Eyes. You can tweet us um, at cliffcentral.com. Our number: oh eight six one triple five one eight nine. WeChat Cliff Central, and also we on iTunes now, so you can go and download the show Beyond Ears and Eyes. With you know. Jermaine Harris and Liesl Tom. Marianne, tell us about these levels of consciousness. Right, so levels of consciousness. Um, a, do- a Dr. David Hawkins spent about 30 years working on levels of consciousness. And it is a, a, a table that helps us to understand where we are in our own consciousness, in our own progression. It also gives us um, a checkpoint for just about anything. So this room would have a level of consciousness. Um, Even this, without people in it? Yes. The room would, well, what we've left behind. Each of us would have it. Um, the show would have one. Um, can Joh- you measure Johannesburg, that? of course we can. <laughs> How do you, do you measure? To? Yes. What? Okay, yes, just tell us what that. are you going to measure? Because <laughs> okay, Lisa wants to measure what you want, le- the room's consciousness? No, no, or no ours. Our, the show's The show's consciousness. consciousness. Okay. Okay, well, you could, you, well, let's just do three. Hers, mine, and the show's. Okay. So before I do that, should I just explain how, where they, yes, where they are? Because otherwise it's not going to mean very much. And Duncan's. You might as well throw Duncan in as well. <laughs> okay. So. This table starts at a thousand. It, it works, um, it starts, the top is a thousand. Okay. And the bottom is right down at shame, humiliation, and being miserable. Mm-hmm. So at that level, that, le- that vibrates at 20. At the top level, um, the, the, the person, the one person who was born at a thousand, I may say that, was Jesus. Okay. That is the only person born there. Um, there were others that got there. Some of the, the other great masters like Buddha and um, Krishna, they got to a thousand. How do you know that, though? Because we can check with kinesiology or with the pendulum. We can check anyone's level of consciousness anywhere in history. Wow. Or before. What was Mandela's? Because apparently apparently his was also high according it to the Enneagram. High. It was high. Um Okay, so that silence is just Marianne using a pendulum to swing it over a chart with rainbow colors. Now, at the bottom of those rainbow colors, there are all kinds of what we would label negative emotions. Am I right, Marianne? 
Um, well, yeah, the bottom ones below two. I'll tell you now what I was working out. Sorry, lower below, vibration. Right. So we have we have the cutoff point of two hundred. Now anything below two hundred is is negativity. Mm-hmm. So at two hundred we have. We, we start with courage, affirmation, and feasibility. We're on the first step to going up the levels of consciousness. As human beings, as human beings, we should be wanting to get, well, w- once we have gotten to where we are actually not needed to come back down to earth again, we need to hit 600. Mm. Oh, okay. oh, 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 so you, you could, you could work your way up. You can work so, your way up. So that's now where you go, like you hit 600. So you go like, listen, I'm ready to become a guide now or just well, move on yes. or just do something else. At 600, uh, we no longer need to come back to earth. We, some do choose to, they choose to, but there's not many, probably 12. Man. At any one time. That's awesome. You better not tell our consciousness on air. You, you, we want no. to hear it, but not, not on air. I think that's are a good thing. Me? So are you <laughs> giving that in? But, but when someone has reached 600 and they choose to come back to earth, ostensibly to help all the other people, yeah. do they come in with a new set of lessons they have to learn. Can they raise their their consciousness even further? I'm sure they can. Yes, but at 600, they've they've reached where they need to. They come back. David Hawkins was one of them. He vibrated above 800. He was an awesome, awesome being. Sure. Mm. And this work is what he did. So, an interesting part here to just quickly tell you. Um, Eighty-five percent of the world's population vibrates below two hundred. Wow! No, ma- no wonder we are, you know, the we're scrounging. And, but know. on but on the other end of the scale, the people above two hundred carry those below. So I've made a note here, just so I don't forget. One person that carry that is at seven hundred, and I mean that's not many, as you can imagine. Are they alive? Still? Um, counterbalances seventy million people below two hundred. Wow. Sure. One person at 600 counterbalances 10 million. And one at 500 counterbalances 750,000. Mm-hmm. One at 300 balances 90,000. So, you know, having said that, each one of us, by working with our own levels of consciousness and going up with our levels, can make a difference not only to ourselves, but to the world. And I think that is really something worth understanding and worth working to. And that's probably what you do when you are over 600 and you come back because you come with the, well, with the knowledge that you can make a difference. Um, yes, but all of us can make a difference. And below 200, it's not that easy to, to start to work your way up. You'd normally go through about three to five points in a lifetime when you are not conscious of what you're doing. Once you are conscious of this and you are on your spiritual journey, you can go up hundreds in a lifetime. Can I ask you, Marianne, the celebs, like, like, I'm talking like proper way back, um, millions of people know who you are, you know, how do they vibrate? Do they just vibrate as per normal and they just have an X factor? Or is there something that they did that makes them, um, vibrate at a higher level so that they can impart something? I think that special there's special people that put up special music mm-hmm. that that speak to the soul so so deeply, and I, those people I believe a lot of them carry high vibrations, 
but it depends on the person. It depends on their journey. You know, you can't you can't put it across the board. But if you listen to some of the music that's mm-hmm. out there, um, I just think you know, I, for me, for example, um, and I haven't checked his level, but and I'm not I'm not going to say it now. I, I know it's quite high. Um, I can't remember. Um, but Michael Jackson's music, mm-hmm. that that person was so very very special. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that he he had a special message and that he was carrying it. And he's not the only one. He's just the one one of the ones that that spoke to me. So this music that people with a high level of consciousness create. Can that then raise the consciousness of people way back at the bottom rung? Yes. You know, it is so difficult to know who to say what to. You know, you were asking me how we get to people, and that's why I started on this. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you know what to say? You, you can offer a person something. If they're ready to take it, they will take it and they'll come or they'll run with it or they'll get help or whatever. But not everyone is ready for it. You know, you are where you need to be. And with such a large percentage of people being below 200, I don't know that this work resonates too clearly with people below 200 because it just isn't where where they are, where they see things. And that is why everyone doesn't come for help. I believe that everyone would, we would definitely lift our levels in this country beyond what we could believe. Hmm. But how do we convince people that, that's for their greater good. But something like Michael Jackson's music yes. has crossover appeal. I mean, it does. I, I, I'm yet to meet someone who doesn't feel something when they listen to it. When, yeah. yeah. For instance, that heal the world. It, yes, yeah, it's so know? beautiful. So, and do you know what's amazing? The young ones get it. The younger ones, they seem to have that consciousness where they go like, listen to that. Do you know what he did? Do you understand the significance? And they like, Early twenties, and I go, okay, you taught me, you know, and 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 it's not even a joke. Um, so there's someone also, Mother Teresa. She's dead now. So what was her vibration? She was above six hundred. Was she above six hundred? Yes. Um, are you at liberty to say what Angelina Jolie's would be because she does all this s- stuff? You know, I don't know that we really have the right to to um, just announce people's. Mm-hmm. Levels, uh, you know, I would sure. uh, I would check if somebody asked me specifically for theirs. I would check with the greatest of pleasure, of pleasure, which is what you're um, going to do for Lisa and yeah. I. Mother <laughs> Teresa, she, 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 we, that was recorded that she was above 600, so I can say that. Oh, we didn't get uh, Mandela's. Um, he was about 578, I think, which wow. is very high. Sure. Um, just to, to to put that in perspective, about. 0.4% of the population is above 540. Wow. And only 4% of the population is above 500. Wow. So we knew he was special. Tell me, Marianne, when we get a sense, just this, the sense that someone really is special, is that an indication of their level of consciousness? It may be, or it could just be that you and that person are resonating at more or less the same kind of place, in which case what they feel and say would very strongly resonate with what you feel and say. So now we've gone through uh, people, but can you, do you, are you able to recognize the vibrations of animals? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes and, 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 and since we 
like low ranking, how do they rank in terms of vibration? Well, th- yeah, they, 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 they're different. Okay. And animal, for example, a cat's purr and a do- dog's wag of the tail vi- both vibrate over 500. You're kidding me. I'm not. <laughs> it is so good to have animals in your life. It is such an important thing. Hmm. I absolutely believe that. But listen, guys, that bitch Jane is back. Hey, Jane. Hi, Jane. Um, <laughs> and that's really, that's her handle. I'm not being rude to her. Um, that bitch Jane <laughs> oh, sent us. Oh, Marianne's face. That bitch Jane sent us a mes- message via WeChat, and she says... Please measure producer Duncan's vibration. Yes. He's always on other shows taking bad things, but I believe he is kind and is the chosen one. Jane, I share your belief. Duncan is the chosen one. Marianne, I don't know. Would you be allowed to measure his vibration? That would be, we would ask Duncan first and then we would ask the greater consciousness for permission. And then you would have to say yes if it's okay to broadcast that. Yeah, yeah, brave heart, man, brave heart. Speak into the mic, darling. Speak into the mic. You keep on telling us to do that. Now you so, do Duncan, that, okay? Take your left hand and put it on your right side. Yeah. I've done that. So we're having a moment of silence because we don't want to disturb too much Duncan's heart on hand on heart. Marianne is trying to right, get his so, vibration. So okay, Duncan is at three hundred and sixty-five. Wow. And that, that will be, let me tell you what the level there is acceptance. The emotion is forgiveness and the life view is harmonious. Going up towards where it says reason, understanding and meaningfulness. So that's where you, that's where you live more or less your life. Mm. Does that sound? Absolutely. Okay. Mm. And then, um, please remember that anything that's below 200, all these nasties, pride, anger, desire, fear, grief, apathy, guilt, shame, blame, humiliation, all those things, none of those, we're not free of them. You know, we are human after all, but that's not where we live. Mm-hmm. So, so where your level of vibration is would be where you live more or less. Your neutral state. Yeah, that's more, you would still go down to this or up to that. Remember also that our levels of consciousness can be affected in Either way, they can, you can you can oh, spin you can down. Mess, you can mess yourself up real bad. And why would someone with a higher level of consciousness do that? You know, levels of consciousness. So let's say that someone vibrates even at five hundred, then you're fifty percent ego and fifty percent consciousness. And ego is quite a rude little thing, hey. <laughs> hmm. I, I I always think that the ego's position within. Mary Ann Inc. should be to be the secretary because what we do is we make the ego the CEO of. But that's because the ego is very good at convincing us that it is who we are and it's not. Well, sometimes you don't even know that it's ego, you know. Sometimes you think, well, this is just the way it is is supposed to be. This is who I am. And it's right that I am like this and I'm not arrogant at all, you know, because I'm getting things done. (laughs) Well, this, yeah. There are, can I go to Yes <laughs> Do what you want I just keep jumping You can go wherever you okay. want Take us there Alright So so this I think I think we know an, A little bit enough About the levels now Just to mm-hmm. more or less understand mm-hmm. Okay Okay Not talking in this thing Okay So When we talk about healing Healing is not only physical 
Healing is of the body and of the mind. It has to be both. Now, for the, for the body, we need to find and we need to treat the physical symptom or the physical syndrome or whatever its condition. Okay. But there's more to healing. Now, the second part of healing is again split into two. The first part is diet and how we eat because how we eat, you know, um, one of the great sages, I think it was Ramana Maharshi said that all disease is karmic, but it, it actually subsists on incorrect eating. So, yes, there are things in our karma that brings things to us. But if we look after our bodies and we are careful with what we do, we can, we can, what does Franz Kromat say? He says, um, we can't control karma, but it's, it's good when you know there's a storm coming to have an umbrella. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so, so it, we can help ourselves to a degree. We cannot be, we're not in control, but we can certainly make things a bit better. All right. Are now, we, are we speaking kinesiology now? We, Pretty much are, yes. Okay. Okay. It, well, it's, it's all interlinked, you know, mm-hmm. really. Okay. You know, it's, e- it's easy for you to say it's interlinked, but it's because now you go like we're doing Reiki, we're doing kinesiology, and you also do EFT, and you're doing the consciousness thing. So you go like, what is that? What is that? What is that? What is this? How can we all put it together? Do you know what I mean? So, um, well, this and is more or less where I'm going now. To the, so, mm. so before you go, I don't know, you probably answered it a bit, but in a nutshell, what is kinesiology? All right. So kinesiology is simply, um, it's an impersonal response of the body to the field of consciousness. So it bypasses the the personality or the opinion of the client or the practitioner. It's got nothing to do with what I think or what you think. Um, And it's used really, you know, in spiritual work. Mm. Um, It's the way to measure with with kinesiology and the levels of consciousness, that is how you can measure what what is. So how do you measure? With the kinesiology, with the levels. No, how do you physically arm. measure? Yes. Okay, so there's, there are quite a few ways, actually. I can use your arm, which will hold strong with a positive or a truth. It will test weak with a negative or a lie, and it always will. Is, Why is that? Because the consciousness does not... Um, it doesn't recognize untruths. So it will only hold strong when there is a truth. The minute it's negative or, or anti-life or a lie, it just doesn't, it just isn't. It's like a light which is on or it's not on. So the body physically cannot lie. You can lie with your mouth, but the body itself can't. won't lie. No. That's amazing. Yeah. So what do you then say to people who manifest with uh, illnesses? And I mean, I'm not even going to mention it now because it can get quite tricky. Yes. Are we saying it's their fault? Yeah. Not uh, are are we saying it's their fault, but why are they denying it? Can they fix it just by saying, hello, it's true. I rah, 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 or I did rah, rah, rah. Do you know what I mean? Because some people just do not, especially when it comes to children's illnesses, they just do not want to hear that a child, um, you know, could carry such energy. Well, everyone can carry it. And remember that child, this is not, that that is a child's body, but that is a soul that's been around. Um, it's not... It's, it's brought all sorts of things with it. There's, there's things that have to be taken care of. And disease is a result of, of karma, of 
beliefs of all sorts of things. Um, you know, we can, th- that becomes so complicated and so deep. Um, you know, people talk, he has, he has actually a really good, um, one that I, that I, I know of. There's a author called Brian Weiss who, who is mm-hmm. also a psychologist. I think he is. And he deals a lot in past lives and he talks about his own, um, past life where he had a child who was born with all his internal organs the wrong way around. And, um, dealing with, and who died very, very soon after birth. And in dealing with one of his very first client that went into a, a spontaneous past life regression, because he didn't believe it. You know, he just was too scientific for that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, in one of these regressions, she came back because she was, what he, they found was that she always spoke to the masters in between these lifetimes she went back to. And the masters in this particular one, um, sent her back with, um, first of all, telling him about his child who'd been turned around and about his father and how he died. And there were very specific things that this woman could not have known. And um, in this in this discussion, there was this agreement between the, this child that came with the turned around organs that they had agreed before they were born, him, this the Brian Weiss and this child, Carry on. Uh, um, all right. So, so between this child and this and this man, there was an agreement before they were born that this child would come down and would accept this role to have this problem and go because he needed to learn a lesson. And well, so Brian needed to Brian learn a needed lesson. To learn a lesson, and this other soul chose to come down and only live for those few. I think it was days. Or weeks, I don't remember now, but the point is that that was a chosen thing. So who's to say why that child was born that way? Because, because of the greater scheme of things, it mm-hmm. needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, just before we go on, because you also do animals and, uh, you know, Reiki on animals and kinesiology. And kinesiology on. So yes. we'd like to talk about that. We need to get you back, <laughs> you know, but, uh, before you go on, when you speak about the masters, who are the masters? Well, you know, I don't think that we know exactly who all of them are. You know, we know that there are some that, like Ramana Maharshi is considered a great master. Jesus is a great master. Buddha is a great master. And there are others that I'm sure we don't know about at all. But they are the ones who have reached those very high levels of consciousness. And I believe that a lot of them are there to help souls in their passing from lifetime to lifetime to see what they've done, see what they need to do, see what they've learned, um, okay. choose, help them perhaps to choose where they need to go next to learn again. So it's, the, it's teachers. They're teachers. Yeah. Shall we go to the animal bit because our time is running yes, out? Yes, I'm looking at that watch and I'm thinking. But let's just we, – we, we didn't quite get to how you – do you ask different questions and then get the body to – React. Yes. One needs to know what to ask. And it's not really a question, it's a statement. So I wouldn't say, uh, does Liesel have measles? Measles, yeah. <laughs> I, I would make a statement, Liesel does have measles. And the answer then would be yes or no. But if you don't know what to ask, you can't get an so answer. So how do you know what to ask? Well, the, the stuff we work with, we do know what to ask because we've been taught what to do and what to look for and how to ask. 
Um, and you don't go and ask questions where you don't really have a little bit of knowledge. You don't need to know the answers because if you think you know the answers, why are you, why are you doing this? Mm. You need to ask for those answers, but you, you don't, you can't go diving in. I can't go and ask intelligent questions about brain surgery because I know nothing about it. You, you also work with, if I may mention a pendulum. So does that mean you do half of the things intuitively? No, it's not intuitive because the same as the uh, kinesiology connects to the greater consciousness, so does the pendulum. Mm-hmm. It's just a different way of accessing it. D- does it lie? No, pendulum. Does it what lie? Mm-hmm. No, the pendulum can't lie. But um, if you're not clear on what you want to know, and or if you, for example, um, ask questions for self-engrandment or, or um, enrichment, right. unfortunately, then kinesiology and pendulum doesn't work. Because people do use that pendulum just for fun, you know. Well, I suppose they do, but and I suppose they can. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, the level consciousness is a, a, a. It's like the cloud. Mm. Everything's up there. All you got to do is have have a way of. Accessing it. Yeah. So the animals, if you work on a person, you can check with them. You know, if, 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 if if we test Liesl has measles, um, you can check with me. Uh, did you have measles recently? Are you planning on having measles? I mean, you can, there's a conversation with an animal. There can't be that kind of conversation. How does it work then? Well, first of all, I, I would normally use a person as a surrogate. The person usually knows a bit of the history, so they can confirm. But I don't really need to check. All I need to do is go in and find. You know, I've got lists of emotions and um, beliefs and fears um, so that I go in and I just I just find the story. And, you know, it pretty much does gel out. You can normally check on those things, and it pretty much does balance. For uh, an, a person who has an animal, I'm going to take mine now. Okay. Um, he's old. Yes. And I think he's, his spells are starting to give in. Yes. Um, so he's taken to, you know, peeing in the house at night, and that's not what he, he's been weaned off. And so, so he's kind of like, and now I go, what, what is the matter? How would one approach that then? Okay. So I would go and I would... I would probably have a look at what kind of products there were available to help him to strengthen his bladder. Mm-hmm. Then I would take the kinesiology or the pendulum and I would check which of those products vibrates for his greater good, if any. Mm-hmm. So we'd know if something would help him. Then I would check if there were any limiting beliefs and things that are holding him back that were making him weaker. Any emotional charges, we'd clear those. And then we'd check what the best way of handling it would be. We'd ask about whether we should confine him to his bed. Would that help him? Would that make it more difficult for him? Everything was levels of consciousness. So if this would vibrate for his greater good at, and then we'd ask. Right. And you can do that through me? Yes, I can. All right. Would you have to uh, check on the animal? Can you check on the animal for that yes or no response? No, I would use the person or I would use my pendulum. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So you don't have to see the animal? No, although if I don't know the animal, I find it quite helpful if they, if a person just brings me a little bit of hair or maybe the collar or a bed, something that's got the animal's 
DNA on it would, would help me to connect better to that animal. Okay, we are almost at the end. You also run workshops on teaching people how to use kinesiology on their animals. Tell me more. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, first of all, most of the stuff we've discussed today, not the Reiki necessarily, that although that does help, but they need to understand the levels of consciousness and all those things. So the workshop really consists of a lot of work on the person to get them to a place where they can do the kinesiology on the animals. And then I take them to where they use a surrogate human to do the animal kinesiology. It's a, a two-day course. So you first fix the human and then via the human you fix the animal. Well, one does need to balance a few things so that the kinesiology becomes, I think, accessible to the, to the human. There's so much we haven't touched on yet. I mean, these I limiting beliefs. That, and you spoke about EFT. Yesterday when Marianne mentioned EFT, I thought, yes, electronic transfer. <laughs> I mean, that's what, we, well, that's what we do. We don't have time to go into that. But just quickly remind me, what is EFT really? It's, it's emotional freedom technique. Oh, yes. It's not electronic trans- funds <laughs> transfer. Marianne, <laughs> Marianne Porter, thank you very much for your time. If you want to get in touch with Marianne, you can send her now. She has a list of emails, but I'm going to give you the easiest one. It is Mary Ann Forder. I'm going to spell that. M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-E-F-O-R-D-E-R at gmail.com. So you can send Mary Ann an email. And um, Mary Ann, any last words from you? Wow. <laughs> wow. The time went I fast, think, didn't I it? I think wow is the perfect last word. I can't believe how fast the time has gone. That was uh, Beyond Ears and Eyes with Marianne Forder, me, Liesl Tom, and of course, me, Shemaine Harris, and Duncan Mabaso. And remember, you can get us on iTunes, download it, Beyond Ears and Eyes. Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye now. This is CliffCentral.com.